into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is Coast Boys Pod. Home of the playground of the stars. Welcome back. Best Coast Boys podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Landon McCool. Uh, I am found here, as always, in, at the Locked On Cowboys podcast with Marcus Mosier. Um, and I am joined, as always, and at McCoolBCB on Twitter. And I am joined, as always, um, with my co-host, John Owning. John, what's up today? Not much. Just hanging out, working. Got got Dallas Morning News. My bold predictions comes out on Friday. Make sure you guys check that out. Also got my mismatches of the week with the score coming out Friday. Probably by the time you guys are listening to this, they will be published. Make sure you guys, of course, follow me at Twitter at John Owning, J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Ready to talk some defense, Landon? I certainly am. I mean, this this defense is uh, it's fun to break down week to week, mm-hmm. man. It's uh, it's been a long time since we've had a defense that's been good enough to like look forward to watching the tape. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you know, on all levels, mm-hmm. right? Like, because that's the thing is that it, you know we've had different good pass rushers or maybe a linebacker. Mm-hmm. It was John Lee, obviously, comes to mind where we've had good guys that have been on teams that have been less than stellar, but. Mm-hmm. Man, there's fun guys to watch in this defense on all levels, yeah. and so it makes the whole process a lot of fun. So we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we will get into our normal Thursday show with the football segments, with Ratchet Matchup, with the Gucci Game, Gucci Game, Gucci Game, Gucci Game, Gucci Game, Gucci Game, Gucci Game of the Week. And, of course, uh, shout-out to Tyler Pagan for the Nabra of the Week section. We will get our hashtag Nabras out. Um, but, of course... We start, as we always start, uh, with a check-in with the Dallas Cowboys injury report. Um, so let's get into all this, shall we? All right. So uh, the injury report for yesterday is out. Are still, uh, you know, we kind of always are just missing. It seems like when we do these recordings, just missing the that day's uh, injury reports. Um, but um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it seems like you know, we're getting a little bit healthy despite the fact that the Wednesday, a little bit healthier at least as compared to Wednesday because Wednesday, if you look at the injury report, um, the Cowboys had eight DNPs, if, I'm not, if I count this right. Um, we're still counting Tavon Austin because he's not on IR mm-hmm. or anything. So, um, you know, Tavon, Cha- Taco, Malik, David Irving, Sean Lee, Zach Martin, Daniel Ross, and Antoine Woods were all DNPs on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I guess on today, on th- we have heard that Zach Martin got out there, right? I think um, Tyron, too. Tyron as well. Uh, Malik Collins was out there, which is good because, um, I mean, the depth at defensive line is kind of frightening right now. Um uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's all I've heard about. I mean, I think everything else we're, we're kind of hearing. And then I, I, we do need to point this out just because it's interesting. Um, Connor Williams, uh, limited participant starting to come back from his yeah. knee situation, was running with the second team mm-hmm. um, behind Xavier Suofilo. So maybe the Cowboys are 
going to do the smart thing and actually kind of let this play out as a competition a little bit more. I mean, I have no problem with Connor Williams. I think he's going to be a great guard down the road, and I think he's been solid for a rookie guard, but I think Xavier Sufilo, you may have found a little bit something to give you a something a little bit better temporarily while the young guy is getting stronger. Yeah, I think he's a, he's at least, at, in the very least, he's made it so the Cowboys don't have to rush Connor Williams back. Yeah, exactly. Because especially and, rushing back a rookie is really risky because oftentimes what young players do is they develop bad habits while they're compensating for injuries, and that could have a residual effect throughout the rest of their career or maybe the next one or two years. And that's really something you don't want with Connor Williams, who's so early in his infancy in the NFL. That's just a bad start. So you want to get him 100% healthy so that he can use the techniques as he's taught on a regular basis. Well, especially with this, you know, upcoming barrage of two games in five days, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's really a bad idea to try to put him out there on a, you know, on a week and that's going to end up turning around to be a short week to play in a probably what could end up being the most important game of the season. I know we said that before, but that Washington game and Thanksgiving could Could end up being a share first. Yeah, it, well, it could be for a share of a playoff spot, you know. Like that's, I think, the key thing is that the Cowboys at this point, you know, they they have kind of hurt their shots at trying to make a wild card run. Yeah. So really, the it's division the, or the, die. The, the the opportunity is really division or die. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big game on Thanksgiving. So we want to make sure that we've got all the best people out there. Um, putting their best foot forward. So let's move on to what we saw uh, from last Sunday, um, just because it's just fun to talk about. We don't normally get to be super excited about this. I guess we do. Every other week we get to be excited about this. Um, So let's start um, up front. Um, I thought that for the first time in a little while, uh, you know, we, we started to see, uh, uh, pressure uh, consistently from outside sources from just D Law. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think you know. First of all, you, you see Gregory getting his sack. Mm-hmm. Also, um, had four total pressures on the. Yeah, game. I mean he he looked he looked uh, so much better. That mm-hmm. that knee cleanup clearly was uh, helpful for him because mm-hmm. he looks since then he's looked a lot more explosive. Yep. Um, he's he was able playing to plan he, off that knee and drive yeah, inside and and get power yeah. too. Like he was playing with great power against Jason yeah, Peters at times. So I mean that was really fantastic to watch. And then Crawford also, you know, I, man, he's so I, important I feel like for I, this team right now, especially I, I, with I, the I, injuries that they're dealing with. His ability to play defensive tackle and defensive end and flip between the two throughout a game is so valuable and plays well. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that you know like I. Crawford is so valuable to this team. Maybe not his contract valuable, but I mean, you know, that, you know, look, the guy does so much for your team. He, he guts it out. He plays all the time. Like he, you know, he's, unless he's seriously injured, the dude's playing. He's tough. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I've just wanted to kind of take the second to point out that I thought that that trio, uh, had their best game, I think as a trio, um, and I, I love what we're seeing from. Let's hear it. I, Let's I, hear it from I, your your man crush. Let's go. Let's hear it. I I love what Anton yeah. Woods did this game. <laughs> like I mean, I can't get over where we are compared to where we were. You know, for, at this position coming into the preseason, we were worried about you know 
who's going to play nose tackle? Yeah. Can we get? I mean, how many shows did we have where we were just terrified of? Just I mean, how, like, how many shows did we talk about just nose mm-hmm. tackle? And then at the same time, I also very much remember having a conversation saying something to the extent of. Somehow Marinelli is going to work this out. Mm-hmm. Like it's we're making a big deal out of this. It's somehow Marinelli is going to work this out. And they, dude. Ant, but but beyond that, uh, Antoine Woods is is you know it's funny just on some degrees. But Antoine Woods is like, um, you know, kind of developed into maybe one of the better nose tackles in football. <laughs> like I mean, as far as that one technique position, like he's really playing well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, considering who he was playing against. Uh, across from him, in, in Jason Kelsey is one yeah. of the best centers in football. There were times when he was kicking his ass. There, he was doing a really good job of not getting reached by Kelsey on zone runs, which is really crazy to say because Kelsey is the best zone blocking center in the NFL, and it's honestly not not even really close. He's so adept at really expanding his frame, getting around, hooking a defensive tackle or a nose tackle, and he Antoine Woods was just. His get-off was too quick. His hand technique was too good. Kels was just really just not effective at all because of it. I mean, I guess he was too concerned about how the Cowboys fans became Cowboys fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I should have studied the, the Cowboys football team maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, but I, I thought that overall, uh, you know, those four people specifically had great games. I thought Malik Collins came in and gave you a couple big snaps. But, I, I, you know, he his performance, I think, was pretty well brunted by the the knee injury once it, once it kind of reared up. So hopefully he's back. Or a little bit more healthy from that uh, when we see him. Uh, overall, I thought the defensive line uh, held up, considering you know, considering how thin they were. You know, they they did a great job of uh, of doing what they needed to do in order to uh, get get the job done and 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 get pressure on 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 Wentz. You know, it didn't always work. You know, Wentz is good at kind of taking pressure and getting the throws off. Uh, uh, and so, and then there was also, I mean, there's a whole subsection we could have on uh, the level of ridiculous lack of offensive holding calls, just lack oh. of calls in general on the Eagles. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I, I don't. Was there not a single penalty call? Yeah, I don't think they had a single penalty called on them. It's absolutely ridiculous, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But um, yeah, so I, I think overall the defensive line had a very good game. I totally, hundred percent agree. Yeah, the sacks don't always tell the tale, right? They only had, yeah. I think, Demarcus Lawrence, two or one we sack. We say yeah. it every week. That guy, just the snap-in and snap-out effective play that he gives them is so valuable as well. He's one of the best left ends in the NFL, even though he the sacks aren't there as much as they were last year. But he still has six and a half sacks, and he's, I think, 10th among edge defenders in total pressure. So he's consistently generating pressure off the left edge. And he's phenomenal against the run. He sets a strong edge. He knows when he can sneak inside and take chances. And when he takes chances, he's effective. He penetrates and he makes plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's just one of the best all-around defensive ends in the NFL. And pay that man. Yeah, I have a feeling that the guy is going to have a a nice little payday coming up from somebody. He's getting the full Uh, bag. Yeah, yeah, the f- he will secure the bag by the end of the season. Um, future's going to be fine. I'm on his plane. Uh, okay, let's take it back a level. Um, 
to the linebackers. <laughs> so previous weeks we had discussed about how there had been a little bit of fall off, a little bit of uh, fall off in the linebacker play. Uh, that trend seemed to flip right the back, right the hell back over uh, to the uh, playing incredibly section. Um, let's start with Jalen. Um, he was violent. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, you know, the the the, the, the the way that this guy is able to attack a pocket mm-hmm. and then turn around and run 30 yards up the seam to, you know, create a tight window against a wide receiver. Can you believe is, that just a, a year ago we were wondering if he was ever going to have that explosion, that change of direction ever again? I, and now listen, he's running down with receivers down the seam. Uh, suddenly now, and what? And this is this. See, this is the thing: is what a weapon that is. Like having these two guys in the middle of your defense, being able to run the sideline to sideline gambit uh, when there's wide plays, mm-hmm. run up the field and cover guys way, way up the field when there's passing. Um, they're big and strong, so they can you know handle the. Um, the physicality of the run game. If, that's the thing is having two guys like that who are exceptionally athletic, large linebackers, it allow they can fill in a lot of the gaps, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I, I don't mean like, you know, the actual football gaps. I mean, fill in the metaphorical gaps of, of things that may not get done as well. They can make up a lot of that stuff because they are tall, long-armed athletic linebackers they they are rangy they're you know they're they close windows quickly now because they understand them and they can move and get their arms out and then in the run game you know they're solid tacklers i mean especially late vanderish they yeah they 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 both suddenly are very good at taking on blocks and, and getting around them um and then you know even again like we said on top of all that what you know leighton vanderish is a sideline to sideline will linebacker with athleticism who could chase down freaking wide receivers who are taking the the uh you know the <laughs> the jet sweep across the field and then you've got Leighton Vanderesh who can basically go toe to toe with guards and and tackles at times i mean that's the thing that was we were I was watching it's like he's at times going toe to toe with a tackle and basically dismissing him to get around him to the to mm-hmm. the ball carrier and it's like and, and i mean basically holding up offensive linemen until he's ready to dismiss him and then attack that kind of stuff like it really like i said it it, it allows a lot more room for error and it makes your entire defense better when the the middle of the field is patrolled by two guys like that uh it, it, you know it, it really can do amazing things for how your defense plays and i think the cowboys showed that yeah totally agree leighton vanderash is kind of like a new age linebacker stuck in a defensive end's body with his ability to play sideline to sideline play in coverage he's a fluid athlete but then he has that that frame, that size to be able to condense passing lanes just with his length and his size alone. And then is a and then the really the weight and the frame and the length really helps him taking on, like you said, taking on those tackles and guards at the pointing of the attack, being able to control blocks, get off blocks. And then he's doing some silly things 
where when he gets around the edge, you see him darting under. You see the flexibility in his oh lower half. It's unbelievable the way he kind of edges and corners around blocks and is, can make a tackle in a B gap even though his body is physically in a C gap. It's stuff that you don't even see from a guy like Sean Lee. When Sean Lee makes a tackle, he's attacking through that gap. Leighton Vander Esch has this crazy freakish ability to make a gap, make a tackle from a gap over. Yeah, and it's it's like I said, with a defensive line that was depleted this this week because of injury and, and issues inside, Cowboys barely even noticed, and um, and a lot of that had to do with the play of of Jalen and Leighton Vander Esch clogging all the, the the run lanes when necessary, and then. Um, you know, dropping into the into the windows, ca- causing incompletions, mm-hmm. uh, forcing tight window throws. I mean, all those things. They're disruptive in both on both uh, you know both aspects of the run and pass, which is just it's unbelievable to watch. I mean, you know, like the the it it, it and it, the thing is is that it's it's both of these guys you know kind of realizing their potential at the same time is really what it is, you know, cause you know, Jalen, obviously his track was off put a little bit by the fact of the injury and everything. Now that the, you know, obviously since the braces come off, it feels like week to week, his athleticism has exponentially gotten better. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's just a freak of nature. Like, I mean, they're, they're both just freaks of nature. Yeah. Really. We need to um, get him a and, nickname. I know, like the the it's we'll we'll have to think about that. We that that's that's not something we should come up with on the spot, but <laughs> we got to come up with a good solid name because it really is fun to watch, and I, I'm excited to see again what they can do um, this week because I I think that in, in, against Atlanta, you know, you're going to need all the help you can get to try to slow down this passing attack. If you've got linebackers who can drop deep into coverage and tighten windows, it's just going to make things that much more difficult mm-hmm. for Matt Ryan. So we'll see how that goes. Anything else in the linebackers before we move on? No, sir. All right, let's talk some cornerbacks. Um, I think, you know, at times you saw uh, 24 struggle mm-hmm. at times. Um, but I think at the same time you also start you're starting to see him give, getting back to making plays, challenging uh, the He's the pass the ball sometimes. Better, it seems like yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that you know you, you saw even some of that with with uh, Byron Jones to a certain degree. I mean you know Al- Alshon Jeffrey is is not uh, a joke by any stretch of the imagination, and, and Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. So there are throws, there are ways that. Even Byron Jones in good coverage and good position but that, can give up. That play Jones, Byron Jones made in cover three. Oh my oh. god! And and that's the funny thing is, I saw that and I was like, did I? Am I seeing this right? Like, because the the it looks the crazy thing about it is that it looks so awkward because you almost never see anybody run like that mm-hmm. you know he's he's in perfect position the entire time with his back to the sideline comes off his man stays in that same sort of side saddle position while he's going up the field and manages to do it the entire time looking at the ball uh and get back up to the 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 deep threat and 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 make the play there like it's just i mean it looks weird because because you just don't see anybody able to do that. You know, most people when they're side saddling, they're going up the field with their target. They don't run further up the field to, you know, because that was I mean, the play they called was a cover 3 beater. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it should have worked. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that 
that uh, that he was able to. Uh, that was such a great job by Betts to kind of break yeah, that down. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, check that out. Three it was one of the things that I saw it, and I thought that's what I saw, but it wasn't until Betts really uh, broke it down that it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, he did come off his man. And I mean, because you know that's the thing about cover three, right? You have your responsibility is that whole deep third, and so what they're trying to do is make you, you know, what the, the way they try to attack you is they'll attack a player in his zone by making him have a high low read, right? A guy that's coming in the low part of his zone so that he thinks that oh this is my man, and since I'm in zone, my back is sort of back to the you know end zone. I'm sort of facing forward. I'm gonna uh, you know lean forward to get this guy, and then what they'll do is they'll run somebody in his zone behind his yeah. back, which is essentially what they were trying to do. They were trying to get him all the way across the field to Byron Jones's side zone into the back part of the zone where he wouldn't see it, but Byron Jones did see it, and he saw it. That's the crazy thing about Insane. it. It's just a great illustration of his, of his film study on a weekly basis. Exactly, because he saw it like – only five yards off the ball. He saw it from across it the field. It seemed like he saw it from alignment, to be honest. Right yeah. when he saw I mean, his it, receiver it, break inside, maybe. he kind of he yeah. broke immediately. Like he knew that was the concept. Like that triggered her. Like, oh, he's doing this. That means that. Means and he knew that he was in cover down. three too. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm in cover three. They're running this cover three beater. This is a bad matchup uh-huh. for us. When he saw the 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 release of the of the slot man, the guy that eventually tried to get in behind him. Once he got to the top of the of his receiver's route and saw the ball thrown, he didn't even stop. He just kept going up the field because he knew where that ball was going to be going. Just, I mean, it, it is. It's a great illustration of what Byron. I mean, of athleticism, of 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 film study, of knowing football. You know, and and having all the pieces that you need to make to and make a decision in a snap moment. To that's not that's he. Byron Jones didn't do what he was instructed to do on that play. Yeah. He did he did more and better than the coaching provided for him by analyzing the situation, realizing what was happening, and breaking off and making a play. Totally agree. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention there is I, I felt like uh, we did see, and you know, <laughs> he's not alone. Uh, a woozy kind of he struggled at times with Ertz. Yeah. I mean, that Anthony was it Brown was a bad. Yeah, it was a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup for anyone, you know. Ertz is getting away with all his pushes, oh, yeah. basically. I mean, he's it was just like you know, he's DeAndre Hopkins against Byron Jones all over again. Just, I mean, they just, I mean, they're just not going to call that offensive pass interference on him. So it means, you know, again, I, I'm not going to complain because Jason Witten was a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know that's a, there was a lot of that, um, and and I thought that the only other one thing I wanted to notice mention is that one tackle for a loss that Jordan Lewis had Ooh. out on the edge where he avoided the tight end block I think and was I don't know that he got credit but do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. that was he's that was a fantastic a lot play better uh since he's been getting those offensive touches I feel like it's been keeping him it way keeping him in the game yeah because he only one got more thing seven snaps Go ahead. in this game yeah he, that's true I know and I I think he should be look the thing is, is that they're all playing pretty good right now I mean even Anthony Brown like I, they're all playing well uh, so it's it's you know snaps are tough to come by. One more thing, I'm sorry. Speaking of Anthony Brown, just because I'm trying to get everybody in here, what a fantastic play by Anthony Brown to break up that what would have been, I think, a touchdown screen pass to the Xavier running back. What you that say, was Xavier Woods? Oh, that's right. That was Xavier Woods. Okay, sorry. Yes, and he was he's actually on my oh. 
I even have that on my notes next, don't I? <laughs> good, good Lord, Landon. Yes. Well, let's move on to safety. <laughs> Xavier Woods. Yes, was I the one who was actually the best game as a Cowboy. I do. I do. I think so too. I mean, I think that you watch what, and he did have one play where he bounced off a, a guy that he has to yeah, make that tackle. Um, but you're right. That's that screenplay play was unbelievable was for him to for get past giant yards. I mean, that was probably at least a forty-plus yep. yard. There was no one on that other that side. He was able to get, uh, you know, instead of playing it safe, which honestly, if he had played it safe, he would have been crushed. Uh, he he got aggressive. He beat both of those blockers to a spot, got underneath them, and was able to get his hand between the receiver and the ball to break it up uh, so that he didn't even have a chance. That was an amazing play. And then uh, later on in the game, um, I'm pretty sure yeah, it was a three, third down in the end zone. Yeah, the one that was in the end zone, mm-hmm. like that was so so well timed. Yes, yeah, it was just a fantastic play on what would have been a certain touchdown, mm-hmm. um, and he basically saved by himself. So, I, Woods, I feel like you you know that's this is what this is the progression, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's uh, you don't notice the guy, which is a good thing. You know, it starts out when they're bad and they play, yeah. you notice the guy. That's kind of what it is <laughs> like, with safety, too. Yeah. You only yeah. you notice, you, you notice the guy. Mistake. Yeah. And so then when they get better, you stop noticing mm-hmm. the guy, right? And then eventually if they get good enough, you start to notice them again except in positive yeah. ways, right? So we're starting to see he's being noticed for more positive plays than he is for his negative plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you know that's, that's good progression. I've never had doubts that Xavier Woods – would be a good player. I, I've we've just wondered like you know what that trajectory yeah. was going to be, and it looks like it, he is improving, which is a good thing to to see. So uh, anything on Xavier Woods, and, and then you can add anything on the goat. We can talk about his two yard run for a first down yeah. if you want. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say about the safety play the Cowboys have had in general is they're toward the tops of the league in limiting explosive plays. And what that tells you is at least you're getting good safety play because you're not getting beat over the top consistently. Yeah. And that and the Cowboys safeties, I think they have both had their issues this season, but at least they're not allowing giant plays on a regularity, which is something we haven't been able to say about the safety position for a few years. Well, it feels like it was happening early on in the season a lot. And I think what they did is and no offense to you, buddy, but they took they cut down Frazier snaps on, yeah. on defense. He got and I think busted since, a few times. Yeah, I think since then you've seen um, a, a lot uh, an uptick in there. And and I want to point out too that they've been ma- they've managed to do that while also decreasing the depth that they've been playing their free safety. You know because they used to be able to prevent big plays at times in previous seasons, but that was because. They were playing their safeties thirty-five yards off the off the line of scrimmage, forty yards off the line of scrimmage. Now they're playing them at normal depth. I mean, Woods is playing at you know 20, 25 yards off the line of scrimmage when he's playing free safety, and, and, and Heath the same. I mean, obviously it varies, but um, and the point is is that they're still maintaining that level of not giving up big plays, which is good because now you're retaining the ability to prevent big plays while also keeping your 11th player in range to make a play if there's a run play or a short pass you know like they're still a part of the of of the play if if it's not a deep pass so that's that's all big improvement and you know just to get to jeff heath uh 
a couple of really good solid tackles too mm-hmm. by the way he had i mean i, I know of one tackle for lost in, in particular that i was thinking of and then you know of course jeff heath is going to be the guy that's going to catch the direct yep. snap and and, get, and burrow his way yeah. for the two yards on the first down um that was that was a fantastic play by him no doubt that he was uh, as soon as they as soon as they saw as a fake a fake snap and that he got it and then it was in the scrum I was like, oh he got yeah. it like there's no way Jeff Heath will not rest until he gets that first <laughs> <laughs> so uh that was great a fantastic play by the goat who is just you know you're jack of all trades and it's just so good at doing a variety of things for this football team besides being as your starting safety anything else no, uh, you want to talk about safety or overall with the defense before we move no, on sir okay uh well Great overall tape to watch. It was just a lot of fun, frankly, because the Eagles struggled at times. And Carson Wentz was a uh, is a great quarterback. There's no doubt. Um, but I think the Cowboys put them into uh, uncomfortable situations and was it, were able to get off the field when they needed to. And uh, and it was a, an impressive showing to to be the to be fair to be sure. Um, let's get our Nabra hashtag Nabra of the week. Uh, I'll go first. Um, my Nabra of the week was, without a doubt, that whole series uh, when, on Sunday night when they kept on showing Carson Wentz's arm being touched by the defensive <laughs> lineman. Like, how is he able? How is he able to you know get the ball off like this? And meanwhile, while they were showing the replay, they showed the offensive lineman taking Damian Lewis's head off like he was unscrewing a jar of pickles. <laughs> Like, I, I've never seen a hold so blatant. And so for them to con- – and uh, by the way, that kind of thing happened like five times, and the Eagles got no flags thrown on them the entire game. Nah, brah. Nah, come on. This is ridiculous. We beat the Eagles, the Super Bowl champions, at home with literally zero help from the ref. Nah, brah. Nah. My nah, bro, of the week is the Eagles for thinking they can cover Amari Cooper one-on-one with Ronald Darby. Nah, what? bro. Nah, bro, that ain't happening. That ain't happening uh, with the with the magician with the releases over there. The ex-receiver, Amari Cooper. Nah, nah, bro. Ro- Ro- nah, bro. Ronald- Atlanta Falcons don't be that dumb this week. You're going to get got, too. <laughs> Ronald Darby looked like that top at the end of Inception. <laughs> he's still he's still spinning right now. Um, he's questioning life right now. He's yeah, he's, is this reality? Right is this reality, or uh, <laughs> am I inside Amari Cooper's re- mind? Uh, <laughs> man, Amari got in his mind. That's for sure. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the larger NFL picture, shall we? Okay. Uh, let's start off with our ratchet matchup of the week. Now, normally we get a selection of these games, but again, it feels like the ratchet matchup of the week is uh, we have a one a runaway favorite. I would say um, in the uh, Raiders versus Cardinals, what? no one wa- no one wants to watch that game. Terrible. I, I mean, no one. Terrible. I, it's just. I don't know ugh. if you pay me to watch that game. Is Marcus <sighs> even gonna watch? Is he is he still gonna watch that game? I don't know. I don't think there's any more. There's not very many Steelers that play for the Cardinals anymore, so he doesn't really have any interest in that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's 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 an oh, ugly game. Uh, it's between two ugly it's teams. Two that's, terrible that's, offensive lines. Uh, two, and, and it's really, Josh Rosen's young. Derek Carr's terrible. John Gruden's just, gonna be really red. Where are they playing too? Are they playing in they in Arizona? Arizona. 
Yeah, it's. I think John Gruden's gonna turn it into a tomato. <laughs> he may. <laughs> After that game, if he, enough anger and enough sun, he may just straight up turn into a tomato. Um, okay, and then uh, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game of the week. You know, we have actually there's several good games today. I, I mean, on Sunday, I, I have to think. Well, and actually, the best game is probably Monday. Oh, I mean, yes. you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to mention a couple of selections. I mean, the Eagles at Saints, um, the uh, Washington at, at versus the Texans, Bears, especially Vikings. for Cowboys fans. Bears Vikings. These are all going to be great games. But Chiefs versus Rams. Woo! I mean, that very well could be a, a Super First Bowl. First one to sixty know. wins. That's right, and it's <laughs> it's certainly going to be the offensive. You know. Uh, you know the all pro team offense for each of the two conferences. Watch it be I like nine six at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> would that would be so amazing? They they just can't figure out how to score. Neither neither team. Um, so I I think to me that that is going to be the Gucci. I mean, it's just going to be points uh, point a loser. You know, it's just going to be totally nuts. So no defense will be played in this game. I feel like, uh, but if if it is, it's going to be played on the Rams side. It. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. So uh, anything else before we go? No, sir. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at McCoolBCB. John is at John Owning. That's J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Follow our mutual podcast account at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Mike Fisher. Make sure you follow him at Fish Sports. Catch us all on Cowboys247. That's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. And you can always hear us on the Cowboy Sports Radio app, which is available on your iOS, iPhone, and Google Play, Android. Make sure you rate and review us on Don't Podcast Store. Don't be a hater. Five stars, iTunes, and Podcast. Um, and until next week, happy trails, everybody.